Hello, all, and welcome to this episode of Finnerin's Wake. I'm your host, Daniel Finnerin. Accompanying us on our musical introductory journey was none other than the Italian composer Vivaldi and his Four Seasons. Now, if you can identify the season to which we were just listening, please share it in the comments section below. Your musical expertise and cultural knowledge will go uncompensated. You'll get nothing for it, but the general esteem and unmitigated applause of all of us here on Finneran's Wake, who are unsparing in our um, regard for those who are oh so brilliant. We're going to begin this episode by talking about Dante for just a minute. In Dante's Commedia, to which uh, later medieval enthusiasts added the adjective divine, the fourth realm of the ninth circle of hell is reserved for those uh, most odious individuals. Brutus, Cassius, Judas, of whom little else need be said, are the occupants of this lowest level of hell. It's reserved for those who are treacherous, those who have betrayed their benefactors, those who are subversive to the good people from whom they received help or gifts. Now, in the fallout of the recent controversy that exploded between Steven Crowder, the right-wing humorist, satirist, impressionist, uh, political commentator and social critic, and the Daily Wire, the burgeoning, fastest-growing conservative media outlet in the nation, uh, many on the right are inclined to open the doors to the inferno, to escort Mr. Crowder down to the lowest depths of hell and to thrust him into one of the occupied mouths of Lucifer where he could spend an eternity being munched upon. <laughs> now, before we get any further into this story, I'd just like to make a comment about the style, the form of this here video. It's very different from those that I've made in the past. It's been my intention to conduct long-form interviews and conversations with a variety of interesting people. Um, I find the, the dialogue to be so stimulating uh, and the art of conversation to be that without which uh, good society simply can't exist. So I have no intention to deviate from that form on this channel. But I do now and again want to take the occasion to unbosom myself of some opinions or some ideas or some of the news that's been swirling around in my head and share it with you. And I hope to receive in return your feedback um, that I'm always more than eager to read, although it's not very frequently kind. So I've had to learn to grow a thicker skin than that in which I was previously encased. So getting back to the story. Steven Crowder, for those of you unacquainted with this most original man, uh, is quite a peculiar uh, figure on the political scene. He is, to put it mildly, no stranger to controversy, courting it wherever it can be found. He is the host of Louder with Crowder, a phenomenally successful podcast and YouTube channel to which millions subscribe. I think at last count his YouTube channel boasts 
a, an impressive 6 million subscribers, despite the fact that he is not even monetized on that platform, a consequence of his rather inflammatory approach to politics and social issues. So he previously worked for Fox News. He's currently, or was, um, an employee of The Blaze, the company of which Glenn Beck, another icon in conservative talk radio, uh, was the founder and is the leader at present. So in the fall of 2022, this past autumn, uh, Crowder announced the fact that he would be departing The Blaze and was looking for a new outlet on which to land. Now, many speculated that that outlet would be, in all likelihood, The Daily Wire. And why is that? Well, The Daily Wire has been avaricious in its consumption of great conservative talent. And I mean that in a good way. It has made a great effort to acquire talent such as Candace Owens, Matt Walsh, uh, Michael Knowles, Andrew Clavin, of course, and its co-founder, Ben Shapiro. So the Daily Wire seemed to be a natural fit. Added to that fact is uh, the relationship enjoyed by some of those founders of whom I just made mention and Stephen Crowder. Crowder and Ben Shapiro were told go back very far, decades, um, as having been good friends in their past and even having had a, a professional relationship when Stephen was just beginning in the field of media and Ben Shapiro was able to represent him and to overlook his legal contracts. So the two have been, the two entities, the, the Crowder entity and the Daily Wire entity have been intertwined, um, I think, profitably for quite some time. They've uh, presented each other on, uh, on their respective platforms and I think have had a, a most fruitful brotherhood, a fraternity of sorts in this conservative space, which is often under um, quite relentless assault. Uh, so again, uh, going into this winter when Crowder made the announcement that he would be departing the blaze, most expected his um, next step to be toward Daily Wire in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, but this seems not to be the case. In the fall of 2022, we've recently learned, Stephen Crowder was presented with a quite prodigious and lucrative and life-changing offer from the Daily Wire, uh, which would have paid him upwards of $50 million over the course of four years, with the opportunity to add $25 million two years hence. Now, for the complete layout of this contract, Jeremy Boring, the founder and co uh, I'm sorry, maybe the co-founder and the CEO of Daily Wire um, produced a, a, a very detailed and meticulous video describing um, quite exhaustively all the features of this offer. Not quite a contract at this point, but, a, but an initial offer. Um, like I said, it included the $50 million over the course of four years, which of course wouldn't be paid to Stephen directly, but to Stephen's I guess you could call it sub-company, right? His Louder with Crowder program, which comprises a few other individuals and I'm sure a production team as well. Um, and along with that, he would be obligated to work, I think, 190 days per year with a certain amount of vacation, and all things that seem to us perfectly reasonable in any sort of contract. Uh, aside from the 50 million, that seems to be a bit high for all of us. And uh, appears to be a, a number at which we would all leap. But 
Of course, being mere mortals, we are in very different positions, and he is a talent, quite unlike any other existing in this space, so perhaps is deserving of that very large sum of money. Uh, now, the sticking point over which the controversy um, began to bubble was the fact that were Stephen's videos to be docked or demonetized or removed from the platforms on which they'd be hosted, platforms like YouTube on which you're watching this video or, or Spotify on which you'd listen to the podcast or Apple Music or what have you, it would affect his bottom line. So for uh, the removal of a video on which the Daily Wire could then make no money, Stephen would be penalized, so to speak, financially, uh, which, you know, is a difficult pill to swallow, but I don't think an unjustifiable one from a business point of view. Um, so this seems to have been the sticking point back in the autumn of 2022, and it's the one over which this contract negotiation seemed to unravel. But that wasn't the end of the story. Um, though they couldn't come to a mutual agreement over the contract, uh, they appeared, at least for a little while, still to remain amicable and friendly. They appeared, I think, together in, during the midterm elections, and they held a joint sort of podcast stream on which they bantered and seemed to be having a jovial good time. Weeks later, Stephen uh, secured a website by the name of Stop Big Con. Uh, now, of course, we associate big with big tobacco and now in the present day big tech, against which, as we all know, the Daily Wire and the Crowder program um, constantly rails, and rightfully so for having been maltreated in so many different ways over the course of the years. So it seemed peculiar that Crowder would start an organization called Stop Big Con. Now, to whom was he referencing by the name Big Con? Well, as it turns out, Big Con is synonymous with the Daily Wire, which he accuses of being basically in cahoots with big media, big tech, by whom he's been treated so unfairly. So, in a somewhat discreet video, he laid out his gripes with this situation, um, with the uh, offer, not quite a contract, um, that he was presented, and his frustrations with it, which were duly noted, and to which many people um, offered their sympathetic support. Uh, in the wake of that, Jeremy Boring, the CEO of The Daily Wire, responded with his own video, of which I made prior mention, um, laying out the fact that this contract wasn't quite as Stephen had presented it. Stephen then responded with a video of his own, in which he played um, a recording of Jeremy and his phone conversation. Now, it's at this point that most began opening that door to the inferno and hoping to grease the stairs and push Stephen down them. This seemed to be treacherous in a great many ways, certainly indecorous and scurrilous behavior, unbecoming of a professional in this field, much less a friend, right? I have to emphasize the fact that he and Jeremy Boring and Andrew Claven and Ben Shapiro uh, go back a long way and have a very intimately close uh, friendship, or at least they did. So. 
he releases this recording, um, partially clipped to uh, display Jeremy Boring in a most unflattering light. It does. It's not a particularly um, edifying moment, I think, in the in the life of Mr. Boring, and I think he'd agree to that. Uh, but I think the the fact that Crowder stooped to do this speaks more to his character than it does to Mr. Boring's. Uh, I think many people are disappointed in Stephen's antics, uh, and for that reason, he might uh, lose some of the sport that he uh, previously enjoyed. I know I certainly think differently of him. Um, I think less of him, I must say, for having committed this offense against friendship and decency. Um, but what happens now? Where does he go from this point on? To me, Stephen, again, is a prodigious talent. Now, one has to separate talent uh, from temperament, I think. Otherwise, we couldn't enjoy some of the great artists of the past or of the present. Uh, I need not name you some of these people who are accused of quite unpardonable crimes. Um, whose works of art, perhaps, uh, overshadow any wrongdoings. They don't exculpate the person, of course, but they put things into a different sort of consideration. So in that light, uh, you know, I still regard Steven Crowder as one of the most talented um, individuals out there, not just a conservative, not just a liberal, but uh, a performer. I mean, he's quite extraordinary. I've not seen his stand-up comedy. I've seen that of Dave Landau, by which I was thoroughly impressed. Um, but Stephen is an inimitable impressionist. He's quite, quite uh, supreme in that realm. Uh, and as a political commentator, he's quite astute as well. And I think he's sincere in his effort to, to advance the conservative cause, to uplift um, voices who might otherwise be suppressed on um, the aforementioned platforms, and in general to be, to be um, a leader in this fight, someone who's willing to uh, jump over the, the, the dugout and, and take, some of the, take some of the flack, take some of the oncoming fire. Um, of which his uh, his his fellows will be spared. But I don't think his personality, his temperament, his approach is congenial to that of the Daily Wire, perhaps not of the 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 blaze, nor that of Fox. I think he's one of these people who must tread his own path. He's an individual uh, and an extraordinary one, but seemingly not one who, Will work well with others. And I think this is detectable even on his own show. He has a bit of a peremptory presence, uh, an outsized presence, which makes him quite an attractive fellow, but an all-consuming one, and perhaps a difficult one with whom to work. I don't know that from any personal experience, um, but I can imagine that to be the case. We've all worked with people who are um, prodigiously talented beyond all compare, but perhaps for that reason, are rather peculiar in their work habits and difficult. Um, and I think Stephen fits into that categorization. So it's unfortunate that 
the separation of the Daily Wire and Steven Crowder happened in so unamicable and quite mm, foul a fashion. But it's probably for the best. And though Crowder perhaps will experience a loss in some of his viewership uh, because of his antics of late, uh, I think overall, in the future, his talent is such that people will still seek out a voice like his and that he will be just fine. Even if he's not $50 million fine, I think he'll do all right. So those are my thoughts on the recent controversy between Steven Crowder and The Daily Wire. Now, please comment below. Are you a Crowderian? <laughs> I suppose that's what we would call him and his followers. Or are you a Shapiroite? On whose side do you fall? Or do you fall on neither? Do you think both are repugnant? I certainly don't hold that opinion. I try to maintain an omnivorous appetite when it comes to my selection of podcasts. So I try to nourish my mind with viewpoints from every segment of the political spectrum, from the Crowder to the Shapiro to the Pod Save America to the Jimmy Dore. I try to taste them all and make of them a full meal of political and cultural insight. So please tell me what you think. Tell me what you think about this video. Is it completely tedious and unnecessary? Is my uh, articulation and my approach off-putting? Uh, you tell me. I can take it. Please let me know. I look forward in the future to engaging more and more guests in conversations. I'm in talks with some very fascinating individuals. Uh, to whom I'm sure you'll want to listen. But until then, I hope you all are well, enjoying life, and keeping yourself stimulated with this and other videos. So until next time, I bid thee farewell. I'm Daniel Finnerin, and this is Finnerin's Wake.